family. I just wanted to share with you guys for a little bit about uh, how I'm processing all of this that we're going through as a community, as a nation, and of course, uh, as a world citizen, you know, as our entire planet, in a sense, is going through this unique season, responding to the corona uh, virus. You know, for me, this last Sunday, yesterday, you know, we had uh, a great gathering, you know, doing the best we could under the circumstances. Um, so proud of the people that are um, working at Calvary right now to provide that service to us of putting the stream together and uh, making it as you know high quality as it can be. And, you know, teaching in an empty room, trying to reach out to you. I just have been praying for myself and for all the other pastors in this community that we would in those moments where we're either doing it live or recording a teaching that we would sense the presence of the Lord and a love heart connection to everybody that's out there uh, listening or watching at various times. But for me, you know, I sat down with my family uh, later in the morning and we sat down in our living room, like many of you I'm sure did. And we um, watched the service together. And uh, as Pastor Brenton was leading worship, um, <clears throat> you know, I turned up the volume, <laughs> clicked it up and, and uh, just we attempted as a family to like enter into that moment and sing together those songs. And I feel like Brenton's done such a great job of choosing songs that are really reflective of this moment. He's really sensitive to that. And as we were singing, I found myself, I started crying. And what, it, what I realized was happening to me in that moment was that I was grieving. And it wasn't so much that I was grieving the fact that we couldn't meet together as a church and that that has somehow disrupted my life and what I normally do or something like that. But it was, it was grief that we couldn't do what we love to do, gather together as a body of believers, but that, and it wasn't just that it was, it was the grief that this whole thing, this whole virus, the necessary response to this virus as it's beginning to flow throughout the whole world. It was just, I realized I'm experiencing grief at the, at the loss of, of what people that I know uh, are going to experience during this season. That's what it was. It was, it was like this feeling of we can't be together like we'd like to be together. On top of that, there are people that are going to lose their jobs, their source of income, and are going to struggle greatly financially on top of the obvious one of the potential of people that we know and love uh, getting sick and perhaps even succumbing to death as a result of that sickness. And it was like all of that just kind of as we're singing with Brenton through the TV screen, it just kind of hit me in that moment. And I started choking up, just realizing like, I'm, I'm kind of grieving right now. And I'd be willing to bet that there are many of you who have had similar experiences. It's, it's like loss has occurred, you know, life as we knew it in a sense. And I don't mean to be like overly dramatic about this, but life has changed. And, and oftentimes as humans, we view change as loss. 
And, um, and so I, I just have been thinking about that since yesterday morning, you know, how am I supposed to respond to this sense of grief, uh, that I'm, that I'm feeling now in the Bible, grieving takes place. Mourning takes place in a lot of different ways. We talked about this actually a couple of Sundays ago, looking at Jesus saying the time will come when my disciples will fast. You know, when Jesus was taken away from them, it was a tragic moment in their lives. And so they fasted. They would respond with mourning. They would respond with grief. And you see that all throughout scripture, uh, times where they would clothe themselves with garments of mourning, or they would rend their garments in mourning for what was occurring, or they would fast because they were grieved at something that had occurred or a sin that had been discovered. There are many times where people would weep and mourn and wail because of some event that had unfolded uh, in their lives. Jesus, of course, said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3, Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And so there is a sense in which we are called as believers to mourn the brokenness of the world, mourn the sin of the world, mourn the effects of the fall that we see occurring all around us. But there's a little verse that I wanted to share with you today to talk about this subject and to try to process like how we as believers can grieve well or sorrow well during this season. And and believe me, I'm I'm not a guy that's like sitting around my house just like moping and and crying all the time. Like we're trying to make the best of this season. We're trying to play games and build fires on the fireplace and connect together and not drive each other crazy, but to enjoy each other. Uh, we actually did a thing the other day. Every summer, our family makes a, a Holdridge family summer bucket list, things we want to accomplish, do together during the summertime. And we actually sat down the other night and we made a coronavirus um, shelter in place, Holdridge family bucket list. It's, of course, it's not filled with places that we're going to go and all of that, but just different things that as a family we're going to do. My personal favorite is uh, one night we're going to sit down and we're going to make a March Madness style bracket uh, where we're going to have every Pixar character we can think of and we're going to debate each character and then vote on these characters until they're all eliminated down to the final two. And we'll, we'll discover who we think the greatest Pixar character of all time is, you know, so we're trying to make the best of it is what I'm trying to say. We're trying to have fun, but it says in Psalm 34 verse eight, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves uh, the crushed in spirit. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. So, so here's my thought. My thought is we're going to sorrow. We're going to have grief. But the best way to process, process that is by having hope in God, trust in him, you know, setting our minds, our affections, our confidence upon him. And, you know, in one sense, it's like everything's kind of getting stripped away. Like the things we would normally put our hope or our trust in, our jobs, our careers, the economy, our health, all of that is being replaced. And what the psalm is saying is that our hope is actually in the Lord. 
He's near to the brokenhearted. He saves the crushed in spirit. Our hope is in him. You know, we've been talking about in in the news, they're talking a lot about this bailout package that, you know, might be accomplished. And I'm sure many of you feel lots of different emotions about that. But the reality is that is not going to be our savior. You know, we need the Lord. We need him. So our hope is in him. So, so on the flip side, how should I not then grieve? Well, I think there are three things that I at least might be prone to do as I grieve or as I sorrow. One is I can have a tendency to get angry rather than feeling sorrow and hoping in the Lord. I can feel sorrow and they get angry, Uh, angry at the fact of the virus, angry at leaders or, and their decisions or, or lack of decisions. I can, I can get angry at those who have made choices, you know, to, it's like, you can go through the whole gamut, you know, of, oh, I'm mad at this government because they didn't do this, or I'm mad at my government because they did this, or I'm mad at my local government because they did this, or I'm mad at that guy in front of me because he took all the toilet paper at, you know, Costco or whatever it might be. But that's not the right response, you know, to that that anger. There is such a thing as righteous indignation, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. I'm talking about that selfish, like, I'm so upset about what's happening right now. And, and my response, my go-to emotion is to be angry about it. Another response is to have our sorrow or our grief lead us into denial, you know, like, I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to face reality. No, I think God is looking for human beings, his people, especially those in leadership positions to take a hard look in the mirror and a hard look at reality and say, I'm going to lead through this with hope in Christ and in God. I'm going to lead right through this. I'm not going to have a Pollyannish perspective. I'm not going to act like nothing is happening. I'm not going to live in denial, but I'm going to be the person that God has called me to be. And if that means I have to make difficult decisions, if it means I have to make hard choices, if it means I have to sacrifice, I'm going to make those decisions with hope in God that he's going to take care of me. And then Another one, not just anger, denial, but also shame. Shame for feeling sorrow. Shame for feeling fear. Shame for feeling that sense of loss or going through that grief. And I think sometimes we can feel that way. Like, wham, what kind of weak Christian am I that I'm experiencing some sorrow or experiencing some grief? No, we shouldn't process it with anger, denial, or shame, but hope in God. Notice what he says, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Let's be a people during this time that set our hopes upon the Lord, our affections upon the Lord. I was walking the other day, just having a time in prayer. And I just found myself saying to the Lord, Lord, you know, at the end of the day, all I really have is you. You are my great possession. You are my precious possession. You are the one that I hope in, the one that I'm clinging to during this time. So how am I processing this time? I mean, it's just been a wild time. It's a, it's a crazy time. It's, um, you know, as a pastor, there's leadership challenges and obstacles and decisions. And it's been a little bit of a nonstop experience for the last couple of weeks, you know, just, just, trying to think of and cover everything that there is to cover. 
But at the end of the day, I know that I'm not the Messiah. I'm not the Savior. I'm not the Christ. It's Jesus. It's God. It's God who saves us. It's God who takes care of us. So I, like you, am trying to press into my local church family, but I'm also trying not to be saved by them, trying to be saved by God, you know, to, to have him be the one that delivers me for he is my deliverer. So that's my thought for the day, everyone. I hope you guys are doing well. I'm praying for you, especially those of you who have been either physically with your health um, hurt through this, but I'm sure there are many more who have been impacted negatively financially. And I'm really praying for you during this season that God would provide for you, that the hearts of God's people would be open to you to be generous and that God would show his miraculous provision in your life, that he would be near to you as the brokenhearted person. All right, God bless you guys. I'll, I'll see you later.